Hi, well it's uh, Damien McColgan back again. Um, I mentioned in the previous introductory to say that some of the topics, the first topic I'd really love to actually start to um, entertain with and indulge would be the sort of idea for stress because everybody suffers from it and um, it sort of normally happens to stages of stress and those sort of build up stress before burnout happens. So uh, I'd like to touch on stress first and then I'll cover into uh, burnout with my next option. So um, stress and uh, well-being for the fundraisers. Fundraisers are continuously under a lot of stress and it's these sort of uh, things that whenever they build up and we're not able to like sort of look at and sort of address, we tend to take it either on ourselves or other people or family or different environments actually affect it. So, welcome to stress, all you fundraisers out there. We all suffer from it and we all know about it. So, so what is stress? I've been checking out a few different places like sort of dictionaries and those kind of things. But realistically, um, it's the NHS. It's the one that really uh, sort of puts out there for stress and um, understanding of it. So it's to do with reaction to mental or emotional pressure. Yeah mental or emotional pressure and uh, that means you lose control over something it's that control um, whenever you're stressed you tend to think oh, what geez how do i do this here um, it's you normally like to be in control and whenever we're in control we're more calmer we're more composed we feel that we can actually do something about it and um, when you're feeling anxious or scared your body releases a stress hormone and yeah it's adrenaline but then it's also a positive and negative because if you can't cope with it properly it can actually affect your body but we'll indulge in that later so as i touched on there stress is not a bad thing if it is within your i would say levels that you can cope with so it puts you out of your comfort zone and that's how we learn as people that's how we learn as charities and that's how we learn, we, we take chances, we put ourselves under a little, little stress. I don't want to say about a little stress because we actually have to be controlling it first because we put on this your massive experience and this big stress comes into it. We then suddenly look at it and feel and we worry and we put ourselves under a lot of pressure and normally what happens is we are so self-focused. Then we take a holiday and during that holiday break, we have all the flus, injuries, ailments and everything else catch up on us and we can't fully recharge. So the negatives when I listen to the stress, yeah, we all know the negatives. We've learned from it, we've seen it, we've experienced it. Um, but then it comes down to it, if we don't tackle it, if we don't understand it at the early stages, it becomes chronic. It affects our health, our mood, our productivity. That's the big one there for fundraisers and managers and senior managers and CEOs. So productivity. Then we're talking about our relationships. Those families or friends we tend to lash out on, we get very anxious and agitated and very quick tempered. And then it's your quality of life afterwards. That's what chronic stress starts into. So you sort of look at that. So the next thing you sort of look at it is like basically how do we as fundraisers get so stressed like you sort of look at those things like sort of the deadlines the reports and when it has to be done and those kind of things and 
record keeping and how many spreadsheets or how many users age or whatever platforms of information and records has to be put in there and is there plans then you know, actually like you have the kpis and the financial targets and if i don't achieve my targets someone else is going to lose their job i won't be able to actually help that child family member elderly help treat cancer those kind of things will actually end up playing our mind so you sort of look at those kind of things and say well, okay but putting into perspective are they really life or death situations so you sort of look more than your emergency stress system gets activated to sort of thing on those levels and say that's those triggers so some people may end up getting i would say more stressed about one thing or another more than another person uh, so processes are like they are more spreadsheet and report and evaluated minded so they can get over this year like really really quickly whereas other people aren't um people do presentations better or people don't so it's those kind of stresses whenever those build up and there's not enough time or those kind of things and that's where stress hits us so you sort of look at yourself and say okay let's really tackle this let's have a look at this so stress it's it sounds really easy it sounds really yeah like everybody gets stressed we that's that's what happens but it's how you, and what it leads on to. Um, so now we come down to chronic stress, which is a large number of stresses. It's that agitation, it's that sudden biting, it's losing that control, and it affects your immune system. Now that, that doesn't sound too bad, but whenever it's consistent, then you suddenly realize your body's now getting more stressed. Could go for your digestive system. Maybe IBS happens or whatever, or then you're talking about like maybe you're um, sort of having to get more flus and those kind of things comes into you. Yeah. So you sort of think, right, that's not too bad. But increase then, it goes next to it, is like continuous stress, that like chronic. There's a high risk of heart attacks and strokes. That's the big things that now you suddenly don't realize, like, geez, if I don't control this stress and this chronic stress, it's that. So we have to look after ourselves. As fundraisers, you need to suddenly just take that moment and stop and realize, maybe I should go and get that checkup. Give ourselves that bit of time. So you just never know. Um, yeah, and God forbid, it actually speeds up your aging process. You start to look a wee bit more tired, a bit more, but you don't take care of yourself as much. So that is where these suddenly goes from stress to continuous stress to chronic stress, and then it goes, right, burnout. That's where basically then leads to the, the whole next phase. So that's where it leads to the next stage of everything. So whenever it goes chronic stress, you don't realize that you're actually rewiring, rewiring, I should say, your brain and how it copes with it all. Like, you don't realize, like, yeah, if I'm more calm and more collective, I can actually organize myself, I can actually structure myself, but then with stress and chronic stress comes into it, you then suddenly don't realize that your brain goes into panic mode. It's like whenever you're in a shock of a car crash, you're still on nerve, on age, so you just don't know. So, the different health problems. This is what we're really looking at is your health. As I say, right, everybody said about sleep problems, insomnia, snoring, dreams, those kind of things. 
like uh, whenever I was a lot younger, um, one of my first jobs was actually uh, washing dishes. And uh, I'd usually finish work maybe about one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, and come back home and I usually dream about dishes. It felt like it was one of those Disney cartoons of Mickey Mouse and the dishes flying around everywhere and everything else. Stuff like that. It was just so... But it was that uh, repetition. And it was always in your brain. That's the exact same if you're actually organising an event. Um, basically your collections or um, right now a, a trust or grant application or doing a strategic plan. Your brain continuously works. You need to try and get a time to actually switch off that brain because that can end up leading to anxiety, depression. But then the first other visible signs that comes into before heart attacks and those kind of things is weight gain or weight loss. People think, ah, oh, yeah, I don't eat that much. But that's also a sign. You have to make sure you actually take care of yourself. And then also your memory. People don't realize that, oh, yeah, 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 I can remember these things, but no. Once you're actually in stress mode, you tend to forget more often things. So if you've got a lot of things on your plate, um, like you look after, say, 10 different sort of um, activities or donor cares or those kind of things, and then it's those kind of things that maybe a thank you's missed or putting onto uh, your information system, something's missed. So it's all those kind of things. So, so now looking at uh, the signs, that was your health signs. So the whole thing is, uh, I remember saying to people and stuff out there that stress can kill. It sounds very flippant, but it's, it's true. It really can put you on that journey. It's actually on that journey. Uh, so it is extremely important to be aware of the common warning signs and symptoms of stress overload. Remember said stress is also very positive because it gets us to learn. It gets us out of that sort of spectrum of, uh, yeah, that comfort zone. So that means we can actually end up pushing ourselves more, earning more money, seeing a new way of thinking, getting those ideas out there and testing them out. Because if we don't test them out, it may never happen. We'll be stuck in, in time, we'll be in quicksand, and then we'll go backwards. And that means we'll lose donor care, supporter care, applications, and and people stop giving money towards to help our care. So it's, it's the overload of stress is the important thing. So the things like uh, cognitive systems, like we are already saying there, memory problems, inability to concentrate per judgment. That's not one, it's a big one. And you sort of look at it and it's like, okay, yeah, I can handle everything. You try and do things very quickly, or you lack concentration, or you don't see the bigger picture, or what's actually happening around you, and you lose the judgment that you previously had that built you to that sort of successful road and journey that you're already on. So then you can also see is seeing only the negative. So whenever you're actually in a stress, a color, like that really sort of intense stress and overload, you're already on that journey of burnout and you suddenly look at it and go right here, how can I handle this? And then you go, oh, well, it's always a negative approach. You always end up saying like here. Um, for example, um, we sort of look at it, oh, well, that wasn't my fault. Look at that person there. Oh, I could have done a lot better than them. But I, I wasn't in charge of, say, PR or that event. I'd see. If I was there, I would have done it. I'm amazing. But end up using a little, well, another part then is more negatively. 
you then look negative towards the structures because no one else is listening to you and you're putting yourself under that pressure. Maybe it's communication, but no one else is listening to you. This charity's not great. I've, I've just had enough. That's, that's it. That's the continuous negativity. Are you thinking negative towards your staff or managers, senior managers or something? That's what comes into it. Uh, seeing anxious and racing through thoughts. Constant worry. Yeah. Like we all worry. Look at these massive targets ahead of us. You sort of look at those kind of things. We have to just say, well, okay, what's next? The emotional. Right? I've already said about depression, anxiety, moodiness, irritability, and anger. I've that before. Feeling overwhelmed. And that's the thing that people don't realize. It's the feeling overwhelmed. They think, ah, sure, I'll, I'll get over this. But that's one of the main signs that you can't, not that you can't cope, but there's a lot on your plate that you really need to just look at and just take a breather and stop. Say, right, how can I prioritize? What's really going to happen here? Then it'll continue into like, loneliness because you end up isolating yourself because no one else can do the job and you're trying to take on everything. And then you've got other mental and emotional health problems. So you already said the depression and stuff on there. The physical, it might still be a bit there. You've got like sort of uh, diarrhea, chest pains. That's a big one because of continuous. But then you've also got the very first signs is once you've actually on stress, I mentioned before, you quite a holiday. Flu, it starts in the cold, starts your body runs down, you get aches and pains, you get sore, say, sore legs, sore hips. You think, ah, sure, that was an old, say, footballing injury, golfing injury, or whatever. But that's a sign if you're not taking care of yourself. So it's, it's these kind of things. So we've already said about eating and all those kind of things there. But then you start to take up new habits to sort of relieve your stress. The new habits could end up being the likes of, say, drinking more. But you don't realise, you think, ah, sure, I'm alright, I'm only having a couple of drinks. Then the next thing you're sort of looking at is, okay, cigarettes, biting nails, those kind of things. So it's it's everything that goes into it. But then I really want to touch on this next bit, is based around our sort of looking at what causes you to stress. The process has to start to identify and understand. The understanding process is really key because if you don't figure out what makes you stressed and the key issues are making you stressed, then you'll continue to get stressed. So that's that's the main thing. Like, first thing is it's like it's like the AA alcoholism. So you sort of think, right, okay, you have to make sure that you actually realise I am stressed. Admit it. Go and say to your senior manager, your manager, or or along those lines, whoever's your next and say, look, you're not, I am stressed. I'm finding it hard to cope with this. Um, and if they're any good, they will actually end up just saying, okay, how can we deal with this? Maybe they get a plan or maybe sort of share the workload or if you're a manager, you might have to delegate more. It's those kind of things. That first thing is always, I feel stressed recognize it now you think okay so to understand where the stress comes from is it your work or personal so say if you've got like uh, for myself I've got a couple of very young children um, yes at times they make me stressed to make my wife stressed but you, you sort of like take out and worry right that's that's a what 30 second 
or a couple of minutes and then it's, it's over like you're not really heightened you over it they smile they hug and cuddle and it's it's over it's, it's one of those quick ones you go bang away so then you start thinking okay if it's a work one is it the workload is it the type of work you're doing is it suited to you like uh, one of my previous jobs tests on the personality test and it was amazing it just shows you what type of person i was like yes i'm a dyslexic um but i'm a thinker i'm a person who thinks outside the box i actually can get these big ideas i can act on three things i know the vision but i see the massive picture on it i see the bigger picture and i can see the small details but it's that that people really need to look at is their person personality is it suited to that job type like i mentioned before if a person's great at presentations and speaking there you go that's that's information talks that's awareness they may end up having to think well, okay maybe the manager or whatever could look at that in one specific area and say that fantastic he is great at going out and speaking to corporates going out and speaking to partnerships he's going out speaking to new community groups and like fantastic he can get people empathy uh, understanding and he knows all about it and he can get that buy-in so what i said about the workload more type so the workload is it all about the KPIs? Is it, are you constantly thinking about the KPIs and the targets and the financial targets? So the next thing is, is there a structure to manage the KPIs? Would that alleviate any of the pressure? If there's no structure, then you ask, you evaluate, and what kind of structure would actually help? That's what you have to do. Is basically take that breather and just think, think. Geez, I am stressed here. You've now thought, right, okay, what kind of stress is it? Um, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, there's, there's no structure in relation to I was just constantly trying to put out fires. I, what would benefit me in eight months' time if I just take a month out here to organize this? Would it benefit the whole? So. The next thing then is leadership. How is it your leadership? Are you the leader? Are you putting your staff under a lot of pressure? Or is it your managers, CEOs, senior managers putting you under pressure? It's this number stress doesn't just happen at the grassroots level. Yeah, like heightened stress does, but it's not the only people that feel the stress. Remember, people are actually now in the charity industry, in fundraising industry, and there's massive targets on them. So you're saying, okay, is it how is people managed? Is not really mentioned about the structure? Is the personality clashing? Um, does does the communication really work? Is the communication style? All those kind of things. So you really now have to like sort of look at the whole picture of it and say, like, okay, it's yet again identify and understand where the stress is coming from and how it's coming from. The next one is, are you a lone or distant worker? I was actually doing a lot of research there, anything from the NHS to different fundraising articles and um, areas all around. And they actually said lone distance worker, first of all, are heightened in stress because they are not part of a, a close team. Like, yes, people say, oh, like, we're trying to get our uh, loan and distance workers closer, but the distance is always there. And they're the ones who are managing themselves. 
they're the ones actually putting a lot of structure into themselves they're the ones who's constantly thinking about that target they don't look and go right okay um, if there's no structure around them they have to try and put it in themselves and if that doesn't work then they're the failure they're the ones that it's, it's that finger pointing at themselves and whenever you So it's, there's a lot of things there and with loan, loan workers there's a lot of criticism around it in relation to, it could be travel, it could be workload, are you recording it? And then whenever you get stress in there, you tend to lose yourself. You end up suddenly panic and it's, it's all in there and you, you just don't know what way to turn. And then if you don't get on with whatever the next staff or person or teams or whatever, then that's that's just even further heightened. So the next thing then looks at is like, are you micromanaged? Does that suit you? Does it suit the job? Um, does it suit the personalities? And does it really work? The micromanaging. So that means if you have to micromanage, that means does the manager trust you? Does um, does the charity have a structure? It's it's those questions you then have to read. Why are they micromanaging? Are they getting told by their senior manager that they need to find out all this information? Or is your manager then looking at it and going, right, okay, I need to find out. I'm nosy. I really want to make sure that I know what they're doing because I don't trust them. But because their manager is actually telling them that they need to find out all this information. It's not that. It is because their manager is putting them under pressure and they can't communicate it. See, look here. And they're panicking. And they pass that panic and stress onto you. So that's that sort of thing that needs to be looked at. And does everything get questioned? Yeah, that's a bit of a strange one there, you're sort of thinking, but no, question it. Why are you not questioning why? Why is this needed? Are you prioritizing? That's the main looking at it is there. Because yeah, again, you've got time management in there. You've only got, say, a year to bring 200,000, 400,000, 500,000. And if you're part of a team, it could be a million, two million, or it could even be in a less known charity. Uh, it's a small, say, 50,000. But it's so small of a charity that people don't realise it. And you try and put your name out there. You're trying to get information, but you're not bringing the money in. But you're trying to get the name and you're trying to get the brand. You're trying to get the pressure that goes with that is intense. So question it. Why is it not working? Why am I under this pressure? Why is it getting put towards myself? You fire back and say, like, why? Why do you need it? Why, why do you feel panicked about it? And... The next one is, are you respected? This then sort of ties into the next one is basically, if you're not respected and it's this person's lashing out onto you, be it a manager, senior manager, or whoever it is, or you're a middle manager and a senior manager, or therefore continues on, are you then being bullied? So you have to now look at it, are you being bullied? You have to look at it and think, right, it's a bit of a strange and dangerous word, but are you? Is the question. Yeah. Like, um, you can't do things. Like, questions like, like, I don't trust you. I can't, you can't do things. I'll do it myself. Um, or you go on really well with your uh, colleagues, but it, it's it's not it's not that journey. Like you're you're now going. Why? Why is me? They constantly picking me. Um, you have to go up there and speak, and and they say, well, you you haven't done that much. 
like comparing to another person you're, you're not here and it's constant you think oh, why and if it's this is day in day out and if it falls down to your distance learner or distance worker then you end up going more pressure because the only thing you have is that phone call and it's that one person's voice so you then start to feel this feeling of trapped when you're trapped in that situation but then you look around and if you're that colleague and you see this happening why are you not doing anything you question go um well am i brave enough to do something because i can see what my colleague is going through and i do not want to be put in that situation there's another feeling trapped so it's, it's sort of incestuous you're, you're continued in there and you just don't know you want to be a family but it's like i'll bully you but see if anybody else bullies you i'll be on their back but realistically we're a team it's it's very very strange and you, you get trapped and it's like it's like a fox's lair um if you're not number one dog you're further down but if you get kicked out you have to survive on your own you feel as though you can't realistically we all can we can all apply for another job yes we have to look make sure it's the same amount of money if we've got family dependencies all those kind of things but realistically we can go and apply for another job just bite out go for another job so yeah so start the journey of recovery because now we've questioned it and we've tried to understand it so start that journey of recovery then so you suddenly look at that um, there are so many areas that can cause stress uh, we need to look at these yeah we've started looking at those uh, we've started questioning it but then you write them down get that thought process in there write it and make sure that you've got that written down and say okay why well, okay that's it so whenever stress happens to you write it down it's, it's a very I know people think I don't have time for this I'm just like don't make a mental look just a wee quick text to yourself or a wee note and say like a wee red go up feeling stressed this happened bang you've now written it down you go back and look at these trigger points and say right that's it so if you don't then you're really well on the journey of chronic stress and burnout and <clears throat> whenever burnout happens we'll, we'll cover it in the next podcast but it's, it's it's a very dreadful sort of state of affairs. You end up taking a sick leave off. Uh, then you actually end up being negative towards your charity, the negative towards the person, negative towards yourself, feeling very lonely. There's a lot of symptoms I will show. Yeah, I will cover that in later. So, so you then have to now sort of look at it and go right here. The resilience. Is there ways to become more resilient in yourself? Can you handle that stress a bit better? Going back to the very start, remember it's the overload of stress then not being able to manage that stress because we need to go and do stress and feel out of that comfort zone to achieve that's that's what you need to look at it so yeah well here a quick conclusion um, is uh, the most important of all is the first is to knowing that you are stressed remember it's like the AA hi my name's Damien I am stressed. Please help. Those are the biggest and hardest words. Because if you say it to your own person, they'll, they'll not care. Are you going to be listened to? So 
But if you've said it, you've very nice to yourself. So, hands down, put that pen and piece of paper down to write. Understand it. Right? Understand what's caused it. Is it personal? Is it something that's a family tragedy or those sort of areas that's gone through? Or is it work? Is it the workload? Is it the work type? Is it the manager? Is it personalities? You've started to record it. You've started to understand it. So that's that's what you're sort of looking at now. And then understanding how to reduce the stress. I haven't touched on that just yet because I want to actually sort of look at that sort of journey first. You have to make sure that to keep yourself healthy and keep yourself right, you have to make sure that you understand it. Because if you end up saying like here, no, I'm taking my hands out, um, I'm feeling sick and I start to lash out, you become chronic. You go back into stress, you're already heightened. If you don't give yourself that recovery and that option of resilience, you need to understand. Because that means whenever those triggers happen, you need to then say, like, okay, how do I manage that trigger? Or maybe I should just not do that type of work. And maybe go into another type of, remember we're different personalities, we, we talk differently, we stand differently. So, well, hope you find this all uh, helpful and start your journey to understanding your stress uh, before it gets to the level of chronic and burnout. Um, all I can say now is continue that journey of understanding first. Uh, we will build on resilience. I will touch on that later on in the podcast as in how to become more resilient in fundraising. Because I know I've been on that journey and it's it's dangerous. It's hurtful. It's not only hurtful for you, but hurtful for family members, hurtful for the charity, hurtful for the work you're in. But remember, it's not you. Something has caused this to be your journey that you are taking. The only thing that's in your control now is to sit back, take a breather just for 30 seconds and just think, am I stressed and admit it. If you are stressed and you admit that, that's the first stage of understanding to recover. So please look out for my future podcast. Remember the next podcast is going to be about burnout. This is all about just general, yeah, okay, but fundraisers are in a heightened stress we are considered likes of in a charity environment and it's a strange comparison but the NHS that's why I go back to the research because doctors and nurses are in heightened stress continuous unless they really really love the job and they're able to cope with different types of stress and they're able to actually have resilience we as fundraisers we have to make sure that we're in an environment where we can actually step away from the job once we've actually finished the bring them say a hundred thousand Give yourself that pat on the back. You brought in that 100,000. Give you that encouragement. So, thank you for listening and uh, hope you enjoyed it. And I look forward to uh, maybe some kind of feedback because what I would like to try and do is later on is to have some of you guys in fundraising at all different levels, different charities, etc. No matter what countries you're in, is to maybe try out some different products in this to resilience, recoveries, and all those kind of things that we can actually do. Um, so yeah keep in touch and um, just send me a wee message through and sure I will speak to you soon take care and have a wonderful night bye bye